Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. Father did not eliminate all of the obstacles in front of Jesus. Do you understand what I'm driving at? The Messiah is born, King of the world, right? King of kings, Lord of lords. And the king, this fake king, counterfeit king there in Judea, decides to kill him. Many people are under the impression that as a believer, God will remove all obstacles from your path. Yet, God's own son, who was perfectly in sync with his will, faced resistance from the very beginning. You should expect an uphill battle. The good news is, you're not alone, and the ultimate victory is secure. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 2 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. God again warns Joseph. This time it's, it's it, you know, the first time God went to Joseph, warned Joseph, you know, used an angel to warn Joseph in a dream. This is okay. You need to marry this girl because this baby is of the Holy Spirit and so forth. You remember that part? Now he's going back again in a dream to Joseph and he's saying to Joseph, you need to, you need to run because King Herod wants to destroy the baby. Verse 16, then Herod, when he saw that, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry. And he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. So you see, that gives us a clue as to roughly how old Jesus was by this time. He, he, he had, you know, what he had, the information that he gotten from the wise men let him know, and he probably added a little buffer to it, right, just to be on the safe side. So maybe they told him, oh, a year, year and a half ago, we saw the star. And so he killed all the babies, two years old and under, in that region. Verse 17. So it wasn't just Bethlehem, it was the region. The whole of Judea, apparently, which is why they were weeping in Ramah. Verse 17, then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping, and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Now when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the young child's life are dead. Then he arose, took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. 
But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned by God in a dream, he turned aside to the region of Galilee. And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. Now, Matthew covers several years in just a few verses. You know, he follows Joseph and Mary and, and, and Jesus from, from Bethlehem to Egypt. They stay in Egypt for an extended period of time, then back in there in, 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 in Nazareth. And, and that's where Jesus would live until his ministry began, you know, some 30 years after his birth. But, but I need to draw one more important fact to your attention before we wrap this up. See, it's, it's intriguing to me, and I think it's very, very significant for us to take note of the fact that God the Father did not eliminate all of the obstacles in front of Jesus. Do you understand what I'm driving at? The Messiah is born. King of the world, right? King of kings, Lord of lords. And the king, this fake king, counterfeit king there in Judea, decides to kill him. Now, see, if I were God, Right? I mean, it just makes sense. It's like, oh, you wicked little, you know, you're done. That's it. Why, why you know, these, these, are, these people I love. I mean, we've already established last week that according to the scriptures, there is not one woman in all of human history more favored by God than Mary. Now, we don't like to go there, you know, we're Protestants, we're not Catholics, we don't, we don't like to talk too much about how wonderful Mary is. Do you understand Jesus is still talking about how wonderful Mary is? It's okay to acknowledge the most highly favored female in all of human history, Mary. Yes. And then Joseph, the most highly favored man. You could argue, apart from Jesus himself. I mean, Joseph, he's, he's, man, he's up there, right? He's, God loves them. He loved them. We know he loves Jesus. I mean, why should they have to get up and run off to Egypt? Send Herod into exile somewhere. I mean, he did, God did it to Nebuchadnezzar, made him crazy as a bat. If you go and read the story, it says he lived seven years like a wild animal, eating grass out in the pasture. You know, just roaming around on all fours. His fingernails grew out like claws. Why didn't he do that to Herod? Listen to me carefully. Everybody listening? I don't know. That's what I would have done. He could have just blinded all the soldiers. You know, they, they came into the area, and there's all kinds of examples in Scripture of things that God could have done. You know, the minute the soldiers from Herod, you know, decide to, you know, they go through the gates of Jerusalem, they all drop dead. I mean, it could have happened any number of different ways. What actually happened, though? He went to Joseph in a dream and said, buddy, you better run. You need to take your family to Egypt until I tell you it's safe to come back to Israel. That's what he did. Now, why am I harping on this? Because we need to recognize he doesn't always shield those he loves. God 
does not always shield those whom he loves from the dangers of this world. I don't understand it. I, I, I mean, I've been pondering it and praying about it all week. Lord, am I missing something about, you know, wh- why? Oh, but it was the prophecy. Yeah, but God spoke the prophecy. He could have spoken a different prophecy. Do you understand what I'm driving at? The prophecy, he, he could have, it, it, this whole story could have been completely different had God chosen to do it a different way. God chose to allow Herod's rebellion, you know, his evil heart that wanted to hang on to the throne and kill the Messiah. God allowed that to continue. He knew it was going to happen. He allowed for it. God sent Joseph, Mary, and Jesus, and Jesus from Bethlehem to Egypt. He could have done it differently. This tells me that there are details to which you and I are not privy. There's stuff we don't know. What happened in Egypt? We don't know. We don't know. What did Joseph learn along the way? We don't know. You can be sure that he learned. We can be certain that they grew through the process. How do we know that? Because we always grow through these kinds of processes, right? We always do. We who love him, man, his grace and his his involvement, he always teaches us as he guides us through. And he always guides us through these kinds of dangers, through these kinds of, you know, valleys, whatever you want to call it. He always, he never leaves you, he never forsakes you, he's always with you, he's always guiding, he's always teaching He doesn't always protect us from the dangers. Sometimes he protects us in the dangers. What are you going through right now? Jesus himself had to run off to Egypt, had to flee with his, you know. I don't know what you're battling today, but if you'll determine to trust your father, he will not fail you. He may not do it the way you want. He may not fix it the way you you wish he would fix it, but he will not fail you. He will protect you in the storm, through the storm, if not from the storm. Amen. been listening to Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. During this season that's filled with uncertainty, we know that one thing is unchanged. God is in control. We encourage you to take time daily to spend in the Word, in prayer. As with many churches across our nation, Calvary Miami Beach is holding church online. We'd love for you to join us. Go to calvarymiamibeach.org to connect to our Sunday virtual service and be sure to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more messages. We also know how essential prayer is during this time and we want you to know we're already praying for you. Is there anything specific we can be lifting up to the Lord? Please let us know through our prayer request form at calvarymiamibeach.org. Would you do the same for us? 
please keep Pastor Robert and our church staff in your prayers, as well as our nation's leaders and those affected by this virus. Thank you for praying, and if you feel led to support Main Thing Radio financially during this time, we would be grateful. You can donate online at calvarymiamibeach.org. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Main Thing Radio.